what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are... We disagree. It's like, <laughs> okay, you know, moving on, moving on. Like, well, we'll make it bother. <laughs> little. It's like a like, <laughs> out right, T-bird, right. some grease. Yeah. You know, she's got that black hair. Hello and welcome to Chick Chat here on the Mesh.tv. Thank you for tuning in, following along, waiting with bated breath. I am sure you've missed us. We've missed you, but the time is here. It is the season, holiday season coming into play, and we are busy. I'm Mary Margaret. I've got Jeanette with me. Hey, Jeanette, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Busy yeah. times. Yes. Busy school, work, holidays, planning, prepping. And I mean, next week is Thanksgiving. Next week. Next week. Yeah. I, I didn't, I don't know, kind of snuck up on me. But I mean, who am I kidding? It does every year. It's fine. Whatever. Um, everything going good with you on the East Coast? Everything's going well. Yeah. Finally got some colder weather. Hey, and my family good. made me turn on the heat. I was <laughs> told them to wrap up in blankets. No. Like, Just wrap up in blankets. So, yeah, the heat came on this week. Ooh. Very disappointed. I know. No, I don't like the heat running in the house. We do have a little gas fireplace that I'm like, just put that on for a few minutes and let that just, you know, make things nice and cozy. But Yeah, I have one of those, but the gas line... Something happened to it, and I have to have them come out and fix it, and I just haven't done it yet, you know? Uh, Among the yeah. other appointments I have to make before the end of the year. <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Tell me about it. I um, I try to do, not, not to be TMI, but I try to do my doctor's appointments in the uh, same time frame as my kids. So when my kids have their annual like sports physicals or well visits, whatnot, I know that it's anywhere from like October to December, like it's that range, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's also my appointments. It's mentally, it helps me remember and stay on track with things like, oh, we all need our doctor's appointments right now. But of course that means we all need our doctor's appointments right now. (laughs) So everybody's, you know, my oldest daughter just finished like basketball tryouts and the school went to a new way of adding the forms, the gazillion forms you got to fill out to try out for a sport. And so like we had to have a new sports physical done and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So like, I feel like I've been in appointment central lately as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Had a bathroom leak in our master bath um, several months ago. And so we actually, insurance got us a a new shower. And so that was, but of course that meant there've been strange people in my house for weeks and weeks doing repairs. Um, That's finally done. Um, And also had a yard project happening in our backyard. So I met people on the outside as well doing stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we were trying to do it because we're in really good weather right now and the rainy mm-hmm. season will be coming like soon, any day now, the rainy season will be here. So we had some things we really wanted to get done before that was the case. Um, but I'm on the home stretch. If I can get through this week, I can enjoy my Thanksgiving all next week, 
my parents are coming to town. My oh, parents fun. are flying across oh, country coming for Thanksgiving. So, um, and bonus with that is that they are the last day that they are here is my daughter's first home game of the season. And so they will get to see her play a high school basketball game, which they have not been able to see in person yet. Well, that's good. Um, That'll be exciting for them. I know they'll enjoy that. Yes. So it's going to be good, but lots going on. Well, you know, know, it's just it is what it is. Yeah. And I said I was going to get my life organized this year. Every year I say I'm going to start my Christmas shopping early. And I actually did it this year. So I am done with one child. Half done with the second. And so all I have left no. to do is like the extended the husband who, you know, is not that big to shop for. But no yeah, way. I did it. I actually did it this year and I liked it so much more. I didn't realize how many sales are out. You know, Christmas things are out now. I didn't realize how many sales there were on things that and how early the Christmas stuff came out until this year. So like. Ever since Halloween, Mm -hmm. I've been going like every week and buying each of the kids a couple of gifts a week. And for my daughter and my son, I've been able to like tap into those sales. So like normally where I would wait for the last two to three weeks and and before Christmas and like just rush, rush, rush and can't find half the stuff that they want and or that I want to get them and have to pay out the leg (laughs) for them. So I mean... Yeah, I am inspired. I, Bravo. Yes, I am. My daughter got organized as well and made me a Google Doc presentation of her Christmas lists with Stop first it. choice, second and third choices. No um, way. So going shopping has been much easier for her instead of her just telling me or writing it down. I actually have pictures of what it looks like. Oh, my gosh. So when I'm going in the stores, I'm like, I need this. <laughs> so. Look, that is hilarious. But I mean, good for her. Yeah. Knowing what she wants and going after it. Like, great. Yeah. Um, and for you to take the initiative to go and do, I'm extremely proud of you. I'm inspired, but probably not swayed to do it. <laughs> Just look, if I'm telling myself the truth. I feel no stress, like at all right now. Like, how am I going to get this all done in the next couple of weeks? I'm like, oh, I have a couple minutes. Let me get on the internet and order this. And it's going to be here in like three days instead of like three weeks. Yeah. I I yeah. was like, and I told my family I was going to do it too. My sister didn't believe me. And I'm like, well, I'm done with Mason. I just have to, and I'm half done with, with Ava. And then they get upset and they're like, well, what are we going to get if you've already gotten everything? And I'm like, I mean, just get whatever. I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> right. I'm done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. What we're here to talk about today is the fact that I did this, not you. <laughs> right. Let me let me bask in my glory of right. being done. I'm gonna I'm gonna rub it in your face as long as I can. You know what? <laughs> not having to shop three weeks before Christmas does it allows me time to rub this in your face. <laughs> I'm gonna be watching Hallmark, sipping some wine, <laughs> while you were out at Target in the mass hysteria of Christmas. I even got all of our Christmas. I even got all of our Christmas pajamas. They're already done. They're here. They don't know they're here, but they're done now. I mean, 
I feel like I'm learning all kinds of new stuff for me because I've never done matching pajamas in my life. Um, we only did I mean, it one year, but they you. loved it. So, I, and we had we didn't do it last year. We did it two years ago, Wait, and we just wore the same ones it, again last year. Do you wear it Christmas morning, or do you wear it? Oh, do you wear it Christmas morning, or do you wear it like for the season or something? Like what's no, the? So we'll I'll give them to them on Christmas Eve. That's when we'll yeah. learn to bed and then they'll wake up Christmas morning and we'll have the same ones on. So we did it two years ago. My daughter wanted to do it when, you know, for Mason's first Christmas or sure. Christmas, whatever it was. Um, and then we didn't do it last year. We just wore the same ones. And so this year I was like, you know, I'm going to get some new ones because I'm doing well this year as far as getting my stuff done I'm early. Already on the ball. Because you know what? I'm in Target on a Tuesday and nobody's here. And look at all the selections that I have and all the sizes are here. I don't have to mix and match. I'm going to go ahead and get them. Well, I love it. And, you know, I went to Target the other day um, because I needed like one specific thing there. And I went in our Target, which I just, you know, I try not to do too much because I love it. And I, you know, the whole meme of everything, right? That everybody's like, oh, I went to Target for toilet paper and I came out with $400 worth of stuff, right? Yeah. Like I live and breathe that. I understand that. Um, But I went in our Target the other day and I was like, oh, look at all the Christmas stuff. And then I kind of paused and said, oh my gosh, like they've redone our Target. It's like revamped. And now things are not in the same place. And I had a small bit of anxiety. So I left. I left. They did that to ours a few months ago, like over the summer. And I was like thrown. I was like, I don't know. Like, how dare you? (laughs) Like, um, my youngest really likes that Cat and Jack brand. Mm -hmm. Um, An art class. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you've heard of the art class one. And now there's picture frames in that area. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't, I don't like this. I was extremely uncomfortable. I didn't even get what I needed. I ended up going to the grocery store. So, you know, I've got to work myself into it. You know, I figure I can get through the Thanksgiving visit of company and then hit them hard the first week of December. There you go. That might be about all you get from me, but I can, I mean, I could commit to that. I could make that commitment. Well, and, you know, I'm going to tell you the real reason I did it was not only to get organized and, like, not stress, but it's less, like, the real less stressful part of it is I'm not spending all of this big chunk of change in a couple weeks. I'm spreading it out over, like, 12 weeks or 10 weeks. Yeah, I like that. I'm like, okay, I can get a couple gifts for them for Mason today, and I'll get a couple gifts for Ava. Done. And then I may get in one or two gifts, you know, if I come across it the next week. It's not like I get two gifts every week. It's just kind of like, yeah. okay, well, I'm here. I'm not busy. Let me order this. Um, yeah. Like last night I ordered Ava two things. And now I'm done. Love but it. I'm not like, oh, my God, I just spent all this money. <laughs> like, yeah, two weeks yeah. And, you know, so that was the real reason I wanted to do it was just kind of spread out the money. So I don't feel like I'm spending a lot of money on Christmas unnecessarily. I and I, 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 I always you. try to set a budget for Christmas anyway. And I'm like, look, I'm still setting that budget, but it's not like I have this huge chunk of change coming out of my understood right away. And that's, and that is commendable. I, my hat is off to you. Good for you, Jeanette. 
Bravo. Well, see, <laughs> now, talk to me next month and it's like three days. And I'm like, still haven't gotten like four things on my list. <laughs> I forgot stockings. What? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, yeah. I've got the gifts, but we have no tree. <laughs> right? Oh, well, no. see. <laughs> Wait, I forgot to put the tree up this year. <laughs> oh, well, here's a gift. <laughs> right. Let's go outside and sit under the let nature. Us know. Yeah, let Let's us know what you like Christmas. better. Oh, goodness. Well, you know, try it out. Let me let me know how that works for you. Um, great. Well, I I had a couple of things I was gonna gonna talk about, and one of them was I saw this crazy little story. I was just gonna mention it just because I think um, you would appreciate the the pain that it brings me too. But recently my oldest daughter um, had to take the PSAT at school. Um, everybody remembers that the practice SAT, um, you know, whatever. Like I kind of laid it out to her like, Charlotte, this doesn't, first of all, this doesn't mean anything because it's literally a practice test. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it gives you a better idea of what the SAT is. And then it's like, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Like SAT doesn't mean much anymore these days anyway, either. There's so many schools that don't even need it anymore, especially after COVID. So anyway, try to, you know, talk her through the anxiety of sitting in a gym for two hours or six hours, right? Taking a test. Like nobody wants to hear that. But anyway, right about the time that that was happening, I saw this article come across then, and it gave me such anxiety, such a pit in my stomach. Um, dozens of El Paso high school students, SAT answer sheets were lost after they flew off the UPS truck transporting them. The school district was able to recover all but 55 tests which means those unlucky students now have to retake the SAT. Nope, they get a perfect score. So wait, this uh, is the actual SAT, right? Actual SAT. Oh yeah, they get perfect scores or like those the average kids get score. scholarships they get or something. Grade. They get a passing right. grade. That's all I'm saying. Right. Whatever, whatever is a good score, they get it. I think you go in and you're like, listen, I'll negotiate a score. I know I was not going to get perfect. I know I wasn't going to get perfect. I missed a couple. But, but, but let's discuss what you're willing to give me for my pain and suffering that I've Let's look at my grades. If I have a C student, what's a C on on an SAT? I'm looking for at least four digits for my pain and suffering. So let's start at a thousand because what 1600 is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to start at a thousand. This is how I would take it. We're going to start at a thousand and you give me your best offer. (laughs) Right. We can go up or down from there. (laughs) Right. Right. And when the board says, how about we, we go with a 990 and then you retake the math portion. And I say, no deal. Mm -hmm. No deal. Howie. No deal. (laughs) No deal. I won't. I'll take the portion where I rewrite my name. (laughs) That's right. I want the 200 points that I get for writing my name properly in the right section. Then, then we're going to start back at a (laughs) thousand. We're going to add. So now we're up to 1200. (laughs) We're at 1200. And you know what? 
I cried. I cried, honestly, the night before I took the test. And then I cried again after the UPS truck lost it. So I'm going to need another 400 points. <laughs> so oh, we're at 1,600. Well, where does that put me? <laughs> we're perfect. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I would be livid. Because it's not like... It's not like a test where you're taking in class where it's, you know, all right, let me retake my 30. And usually when that happens, if a teacher's lost your test, they're already saying, I'm going to give you this grade to start Absolutely. with. And Absolutely. then we'll add to whatever, yes, you know, whatever you do on this test, we'll, we'll average it out to make it right mm-hmm. for you. You're not going, in other words, you're not going to fail the test. But- like the SAT is so different. Like I'm very far removed from taking it, but I remember the room. I re- remember the preceptor. I just remember right. being in there. That test is not easy. That you were asked questions that you just don't learn. Like, and they and that's and that's well known. Yeah, right. It's well known. This test is not your. It it is not things that you already know. Right. Not everything, right? There are things that you either a have not learned yet. Or B, they want you to use your other skills to try to make your best mm-hmm. guess on what it is you're going to get. Use and what you know to guess the answer. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I just, I'm not a great test taker in the first place. I don't enjoy them. But the buildup that is put on these kids with SATs, right? Like, I just, I would lose my shit if I had oh, absolutely. this happen to me. Or my kid, right? If I'm a parent. Oh, if yeah. I'm a parent, I'm going, uh-uh, no, my kid's not retaking it. I'm not putting them through the ringer. How do you know they don't have a bad day the second time they take it? Right. And what if that first grade was really good? Well, and not only that, a lot of parents pay for prep courses. Mm. So, you know, you had your prep oh, yeah. course, you took mm-hmm. that. Now do I have to go take another prep course in prep- preparation nope. for this? Because it's like, no, 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 no. Let's nope. figure this out. Yeah. So the the El Paso Independent School District said that they were going to work with the college board to determine a remedy, but that they were looking that it was just going to have to be retaken. Like that's Mm -hmm. really like their remedy that they were coming up with. Um, um, But uh, the senior who was planning to apply to Texas A&M he was trying to do the early applications and early admittance or whatever mm-hmm. to Texas A&M. But now because he lost his test, he cannot early apply. See, that's, and so that's, that's, there's a chain, there's a chain reaction of this. Like yeah. this is not just, Oh, whoops, you don't have a test score. Like whatever. No, this kid could not do this, but you know what? You know, who did issue a statement is UPS. I was going to say, you know they're, kind of, they're really said? the ones at fault here. EUPS says we have apologized to the school and extend our apologies to the students. Our employees work to recover as many tests as possible. The driver's actions in this case are not representative of UPS protocols and methods. And we've addressed this with him. You know what? No, thank you. I just, I can't even. How does, I'm trying to figure out fault here. Cause yes, UPS is the one where they flew out. But how did they get them? Were they just in a box that was not I mean, covered? Because that's on El Paso School District or whoever 
was administering right. the test. College board, right? Like that's, you know, the, the universal people that, that administer the test is the college board. Like okay. that's the, the so state, the, a nationwide thing. Were these just out there like unsealed? Cause don't a, know. Problem sounds again. like a proctor. Sounds like a proctor. Does sound like a problem proctor. with this. Or it sounds <laughs> yeah. like sounds like your hire for the Saturday afternoon gym teacher <laughs> came in and didn't do their job right. Like yeah. I don't know. The whole thing gives me issues, and I I take umbrage with it. I don't like it at all. See, and so, the, the early admissions thing is it's a problem because yeah, that's hundred percent. You at that point, you've got to do something. I don't know how many students are affected, but. You reach out to that student, that college, and say, hey, this is one of those students that was impacted by this. Yeah. Here's their grades. You know, yes. if you can do anything to help us in this situation, it is our fault the they can't the apply for early or, admission. Or, right. Exactly. Like, are there any classes that they can take for early mm-hmm. admissions? You know, it's like, can and now they, I got to hold off college because of you? Submit. <laughs> like, yeah. Can they submit everything already to you and have that yeah. ready? And then essentially once we get a score for them, whether they retake or whether we have to determine something, then can you add it in? But we, you know, I would, I would want somebody from that admin team going up there to the school and being like, oh, we vouch for Mary Margaret. Like, that's what I need. That's what I need in response from you is I need someone to say, I vouch for you and just go, let me go to school. That just pisses me off. Whole thing gives me anxiety. Like I said, I'm. I could have nightmares about this because I don't like it. Um, and, and okay. So I, I had some other stuff cause that was a crazy story. I was just, I happened to see it the other day and I was like, Oh, we're right in the thick of that. You and I with our, mm-hmm. our age kids. Yeah. My daughter um, just took it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I was just going to segue into some other really cute stories and whatnot, but I just got an email that literally just came across while I was talking to you. I said, people, breaking news. We don't break news here on this show because it's not, you know, live or anything. <laughs> but we don't normally break news. But um, I opened it because the first word I saw on the email after breaking news was Meghan Markle. And I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? But um, this is directly from the People News, breaking news. Uh, email says Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's Netflix docuseries now set to premiere in December. So I guess they officially have a date now for the docuseries that is coming out that Meghan and Harry have been a part of. Not sure if you've been following along with this, but we knew that this was in the works. Um, We just didn't know how like in depth it was going to be, how reality show ish versus national geographic ish, whatever, you know, what was the style going to be about this? So it says that people has officially learned that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex is highly anticipated docuseries from Oscar nominated director, Liz Garbus will drop on the streaming platform in December. They first signed their multi-year deal with Netflix in September of 2020 And they reported that the California-based company's production hub, later named Archwell Productions, would exclusively create documentaries, docuseries, feature films, scripted shows, and children's programming for Netflix. Um, But recently, we've discovered that Megan has uh, spoken out about this docuseries, and she said it's nice to be able to... Okay, this... 
I've heard this quote before because this was said recently and it's bugged me. Maybe it's because it's Megan saying it. I don't know. But here's what bugs me. Her quote says, it's nice to be able to trust someone with our story, a seasoned director whose work I've long admired, even if it means it may not be the way we would have told it. Megan said about working with the Oscar nominated Garbus quote, but that's not why we're telling it. We're trusting our story to someone else. And that means it will go through their lens. I mean, she's saying it's your production company. That's the thing. It's your production company. Yeah. It's you that basically you guys have, allowed for this to be filmed and whatnot. You have final say on this. So she's covering her butt. Like you said, she's covering her tail to where when people come out and start criticizing it, she'll say, we gave it all to Liz Garbus and let her produce the whole thing or, you know, direct the whole thing. And we didn't have any involvement at all. But as soon as people come out and say, Oh my gosh, like it was such an in-depth documentary or docuseries. And we, thoroughly enjoyed it because it gave us a really true life. She'll be like, that's exactly what we wanted. That's my fear. And so she also went on to say that, um, it's interesting because my husband has never worked in this industry before for me, having worked on suits. It's so amazing to be around so many creative energy and be around so much creative energy and to see how people work together and share their own points of view. That's been really fun. I mean, let's not make it sound like your husband hadn't been in the spotlight his entire effing life. Right. Right. Like. He's seen you a were camera holding, or two. Yeah. You were holding briefcases and he was, you know, signing laws and bills. So I'm pretty sure he understands some of this. Um, yeah, I had heard or maybe I didn't read the article. But I saw a little headline that said something about them wanting to push back the date of the release. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it was this. Um, and that's because of Queen Elizabeth's death, not wanting to yeah. do it so soon after her death and before Charles's um, coronation. Right. So apparently they didn't get that. And I, when I say cover her butt, it's almost like <clears throat> we want to be invited to the coronation. That may not happen <laughs> after mm-hmm. this. We want the option of us or our children having roles in the royal family again. That may, may not be an option after this, but it ain't yes, our fault. I've, I've, <laughs> I've given it to somebody else. That's yes. where this is coming from. Yeah. No, All I, I did was it. talk. It's, they produced, mm-hmm. they direct, you know, it's. Oh, out but of my no, hands. if people could, but if people consider her like a visionary on how this is done or whatever, then it's all her production company, right? Like, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like, oh, yes, well. This is exactly what we wanted to release to the public to really show people what it's like. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Well, well so yeah. on the no, heels I'll of watch. that. So, oh, 100% I'll watch. I mean, so we got that coming in December. And then we now know that in January of 2023, obviously, which is now only a month and a half or so away, um, we will get Prince Harry's memoirs. Uh, his book that's coming out, which has now been announced with the title Spare. Oh, and oh I love that. I do. Like, yeah, I love that he just 
titled his own book, Spare. Not even The Spare, just Spare. Yeah, so that is coming out. Um, the details on that is January 10th, 2023. You can pre-order that now, like on Amazon. Um, so when you're doing your Christmas <laughs> pre-shopping, Jeanette, and you said Merry you just Christmas had some to me. time. I bought myself my <laughs> gift. <laughs> and pre-ordered. Click. Thank you. Um, so the description it says, um, it says it was one of the most searing images of the 20th century. Two young boys, two princes walking behind their mother's coffin as the world watched in sorrow and horror. As Diana, princess of Wales, was laid to rest, billions wondered where the princes must be thinking and feeling and how their lives will play out from that point on. For Harry, this is that story at last. With its raw, unflinching honesty, Spare is a landmark publication full of insight, revelation, self-examination, and hard-won wisdom about the internal power of love over grief. Wow. Yep. You know what? People say, like the people that are putting it out, I've read stuff about the book. They're saying like, there is some tea spilled in here. Like he's not just talking about like, oh, I was reflecting on my love and life and blah, blah, blah. No, like he tells some details. So I like that it's coming out after the docuseries because I almost feel like that's going to be damage control. This is why things are the way they are. This is why I left. You heard the Oprah interview. That was just the tip of the iceberg. I'm going to tell you what life has really been like for me from the age Mm -hmm. of 12 on. It didn't just happen when I met Megan and we got married. And I think he might do some damage control to her reputation too. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm my own person. I've been dealing with some things myself. And I don't know what it's going to say, but I'll find out once I get the book. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. from that description, it almost sounds like a lot of damage control. Mm-hmm. And why he said some of the things he said during the Oprah interview that he oh, didn't want to go into detail about because yeah. he knew this book was coming out. They, they've they planned all of this out. You know, they're just people's breaking the news today saying, oh, it's now going to come out in December. Well, of course it is. Of course it's going to come out in December because we're getting a book in January. You know, everybody's going to not like Megan for about two weeks. And then Harry's book's going to come out. And then everybody's going to read it and be like, oh, <laughs> oh, Megan who? Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe, all maybe William is the problem. Yeah. Right. Who knows? I mean, I doubt it. Let's maybe, Char- but we all know it's Charles and Camilla. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a busy like end of year, first of year um, with some, some buzz, some, some publicity from the people who didn't want publicity. This is what we're going to be getting. Who didn't want publicity. Wink, wink. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we don't really want to be in the spotlight, but we are going to start a production firm with Netflix. But we will we're have write a book and have a docu series. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're going to have a docu series and a book, and Megan's going to start a podcast and blah 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 blah. Will we Did get to see the she- kids? Ooh, don't know. Don't know. I say no. Oh, well, they'll I be in the background, but they'll they be will blurred. Be in there. I think yeah, their faces yeah. will be blurred. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. But I'm going to totally watch and I'm going to read it too. Sam. Um, it says that there, yeah, there's a Kindle version, hard copy, paperback, all that good stuff. If you get a chance to check out the cover image for Spare, I mean, I might have to get the actual copy of the book so that I can like slice it up and frame it because oh. it's a pretty picture. Uh, Boy, Harry's just Harry's good. face. Okay. Just Harry's face. Don't just hate Harry's it. face. No. <laughs> and he's, and he's staring into your soul. <sighs> yeah. It's nice. So, all right. So we've got that to look forward to coming up. Um, all that royal goodness. Um, some not so happy news, but still on the line of celebrities who are in the public. Um, Tom and Giselle. Broken yeah. up. Yeah, Dunzo. That, that came out of I nowhere am, and happened very quickly. <laughs> you know, things they say have gone downhill since obviously the whole move from Boston to Tampa Bay. Um, Tom Brady obviously left the Patriots, then came to Tampa Bay, then said he was going to retire and then said, never mind, I was just kidding and came back. Um, that was a big turning point supposedly of what we're hearing is that, you know, she was ready for him to retire when he said he was going to retire. She was excited, said, this is great. Now we'll have more time for this. And that's what we've been wanting. We've supported you a long time. And then he's like, e, uh, they asked me back and I really want to go. I think it's going to be fun. And so he started playing again and she was like, you're choosing football over us again. So no, thank you. And so they've been on the outs for a while from what I understand. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of these weird things. Cause you have to kind of look at this as like a, they've been married a long time, right? Like they've been married and it's not like you know, so it's, I don't know. I don't know what side you would take on this. If we had to play a game and take sides on Tom versus Giselle, right? Here's some of the facts I know. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Giselle has her own money. Giselle does not need Tom Brady. She's not a gold digger, right? She has been taking a step back from her career, though, to raise the children because Tom is extremely invested in his career, which is football. Um, I mean, he's fantastic, right? Like, it's not like he's just on practice squad or something. He is freaking Tom Brady, right? So, of course, he's got commitments and time. But, you know, I have had a bad taste in my mouth for Tom Brady ever since he came out of retirement because, I mean, not that I was like crazy about him before, but I mean, I had respect for him and stuff, but the whole, like, I'm going to retire and then never mind, I'm going to come back and do this one more time. Like, I think I've said it before. It's kind of like faking your death so you can see who comes to your funeral. You know, he he kind of did it and got all this love and attention and honors and ceremonies and all this stuff. And then it was like, huh, I, you know, I think I got a little more left in me. Um, 
you know, is it, was it, a was it, um, what's the word? Um, unbelievable that Giselle felt this way. Was it inappropriate for her to ask for him to stay retired? Um, you know, I don't know. Like it's, it's not like, I mean, she's like one of the top models ever, right. As well as business owners, she's got, you know, her hands in a lot of stuff and he's one of the top football players ever. So I don't really know how you pick on this one. Yeah. And I guess I just have a little bit of different perspective because I married a football player. Um, right. <laughs> That's kind of what I was hoping so, you'd go with. Go ahead. So, yeah. You know, you kind of know what you sign up for. And it's one of those careers. I'll address Tom's first because obviously I don't have a modeling career, a superstar modeling career <laughs> like Giselle. I'm not like in her realm and I understand things like she had a career too. She put it on hold. So I can't really speak to that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is when you marry an athlete, you kind of know what you sign up for. Mm-hmm. It's a very limited, it's in, in terms of, in terms of playing time, um, it's a very short career, right? So yeah. if you're lucky, you get 10 plus years out of it. If you're lucky. Right. And I think when it comes to athletes, when they're done, it's almost like, are they really done? You know, you never want to go out and think I could have played one more year. Um, I could have done just a little bit more. And, you know, when Tom left, he wasn't, it wasn't like you could see the end of his career in sight only because of age, but not because of talent and what he was doing on the field. Absolutely. Yeah. So in that case, you know, age wise, you'd say, yeah, he's old. He needs to retire, but his ability was still just as good as some of these 20 year olds who are playing. Right. Maybe he's not as mobile as them, but my point is you kind of know what you sign up for that. And I think Tom's in the spotlight more so than some other players, but I don't think he's certainly the first to retire and then unretire. Um, Because you start thinking about it, you start sitting there, you start working out going, you know what? I might still have some time left in me. If they take me back, then whatever. And so from that perspective, I think she knew going into it that that was a possibility. Now he's done it a couple more times than most people, but, and I know she was probably like, look, I've given him my career, the children, everything. But Tom was ending a football career. From my understanding, once his playing days are done, he wasn't out of football. So it wasn't like they were going to be sitting here retiring on some island and going into like spending the next 40 years, like in retirement together. He's He's already got a contract. He's already going to be an analyst. He's going to be on the Mm -hmm. road every week anyway. He Mm -hmm. just will be without the practices that they have that, you know, gone three to five hours a day for, for workouts and for practice and Mm -hmm. for rehab um, and all that good stuff. So daily, yeah, you might have him more, but there's prep work that goes into that. But on the weekends, you don't have him. Mm -hmm. He's in, he's in a studio for 10 plus hours a day watching all of the football games and, or he's, at home watching football games because that's his job now. Mm-hmm. So where he might not be on the field traveling and there's, there's still some travel that comes with that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess my whole point is, you know what you sign up for, I guess. Um, and again, I, my husband is not Tom Brady and I'm not Giselle, but <laughs> you kind of realize going into what you're think what you're talking about. And yeah. even with Giselle, I don't think it's one of those like, Oh, I'm done modeling today. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like, right. 
it just happens over time. So I don't know if there was more of a resentment that he could go back and continue to do what he was doing where maybe she didn't have that opportunity. Well, and you know, some of this, like I think about what was said maybe in their four walls of their house, right? right? You know, like their private conversations. If we humanize them to, to, to normalize, right? Like if they were normal lay people, if they were me in my living room with my husband who, you know, we obviously like I would hope, or at least in our life, you know, a decision like retiring from your career, whatever the job is, right. Is a discussion we have. It's a discussion that we talk about. Is this the right time for our family? Is this the right time for our lifestyle, our finances, our this, our that, you know, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we make the decision together and we agree upon it. And it's, you know, it's a family effort. And I think, you know, maybe, maybe she's a little more human than, than we all see her as because she's a supermodel, but like, maybe, you know, they came to this, this decision as a family. And then one day, like Tom's like, eh, never mind, like change my mind. So I agree. I do agree that they probably did have a discussion about that, but the way he's retired and unretired sort of makes me think that the decision was made for him. It was a, if you go back, you know, I'm leaving. It was an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Because I think, again, when he's ready as a football player, they know when they're done, right? I think they mm-hmm. could say, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. you know, at some points they'll be like, oh, I wish I could go back. But in reality, yeah. they know when they're done. Right, right, sure. Tom didn't, I don't think, again, he his, he's still playing at the top of his game. Yeah. Now, maybe this year's a little bit different, but... Right, I think sure. you can also put in some of the emotional things he's going through to, but you know, it's was that again, we don't know. We're not in their house. We're not in their discussion. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Was this a decision he made? Was it a decision they made or was it a decision she made? Was he given an ultimatum? And then ultimately he was like, you know what? I'm not, I can't, I, I just feel like I still have it in me and I want to go back. If you leave, you leave. And maybe it was almost like one of the, him, him trying to call her bluff. And then mm-hmm. she was like, no, I'm serious. I'm leaving. Right. And she did. Um, yeah. But again, I, I just think it's, it's, it's hard to tell because I think once you make that decision and you come to it together as a family, if it's truly your decision, you're done. Right. And if it's, if, if you kind of felt forced into it, that's when you change your mind and you're like, just kidding. I'm coming back. Cause you sit there and yeah, you start thinking about I it. Just, you're around the house and you're just like, what am I doing? I know. But I'm, I'm just kind of in the mindset that I just have this gut feeling that like nobody's telling Tom Brady what to do. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, I don't know. Giselle I mean, that's my opinion. To, that's doesn't seem to from shy away outside. from anything. So yeah, you know, I mean, but I think you're right though. She can't, I think it was a, I'll do it for you. But then he started to resent her for that maybe. Mm-hmm. And then said, no, it's it like, it's me. a, it's just, it's weird. Like you said, because I mean, like we were saying, it's if, if we thought of them as normal people, right. 
it's a whole different way of looking at it. It's, it's not like she needed to stay with him because of the money or it's not like she was like, Oh, if you retire, like we're going to be broke. Like that's not right. That's this not, is not, this is not the case, you know? And even if there was no Tom in the picture, Giselle is fine. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's got um, lots of money. Yeah. This is not the issue, right? It's, this, I honestly think, is about time and commitment. Um, and while you have a commitment to your job and things like that, and while, yeah, I'm sure, she, I mean, she's been around football for a long time. She knows this. You know, she understands what's part of it. I guess it's just more a matter of when somebody says they're retiring and then comes out of retirement and you were like, whoa, we kind of talked about this differently. Like who knows? Maybe, maybe she was surprised by it. You know, maybe she was like, wait, you're doing what? Or maybe she was supportive of it, but maybe Tampa Bay life has not been good to her. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, and we never know. There may be things that she wants to do where it would require him staying home. And she was like, you know what? I'm ready to go do the things that I've put on hold for your career. It's my Mm -hmm. turn, which is fair. Right. So which, you can't, which fault is her why we that. agreed, right. Yeah. Which is why we agreed to that. You were going to retire, you know? And yeah. so then my stuff was going to kind of start up. You would still have your commentating or analyst mm-hmm. or whatever it is, but we know then that there would at least be some more freedom. Right? right. And you're not necessarily tied in the same way. Like you were saying, taking a toll on your body and everything else. Like maybe then you let me adjust to do a few more projects that I've got in the works. Right. But then you come out of retirement and it's like, well, this is yeah. not what we discussed. And so we I don't, don't know. know if it's all, it, it, they could have one of those things where they want at least one parent around for the kids, even if they right, have help right. with the children. One of us needs to be a constant. One of us needs to be there consistently right. in their life. So right. it's your turn to do that. Um, yeah. And not that she was going to give up her kids, but let me travel. Let me do the right, fashion exactly. weeks that I used yeah. to do. Let me go start my business that I've been putting on hold or that I've kind of been right. a silent partner in because I've been raising a family and waiting for your mm-hmm. career to end. And I thought that was going to start this year. Right. We agreed now, you would finish yeah, yeah. here so, or whatever. Right. Yeah. We don't know. We can speculate all this time, but if, if that's the case, then that's fair. I mean, I get the yeah. ultimatum in that case. If it's not sure. just come home and rock, sit on a rock in a rocking chair with me and let's look at the pretty things that we have. If it was right. more of a, Hey, I've got a life that I want to live too. This is kind of my it's turn. It's kind of my right. turn. Like, yeah. Yeah. I get it. And you know, I, th- I do feel like we hear that a lot, right? Like on sort of normal couples, uh, you know, maybe like when the kids are gone and out of the house, I get to go back to work or something like that, right? right. Like, yeah. you know, a wife that, you know, left her job that she loved because she was having children. They wanted, she wanted to raise the children and get that done. But now the kids are all in school or they're, they're in college or gone or whatever. I'm going to go back and do something I love, or I'm going to get a fun job. Like, right. Like a fun part-time, get me out. Let me work at a boutique or a coffee shop or something like that. Right. That's, we hear that a lot from normal people. So, you know, if they, you know, I know they're not normal people, but they are a married couple with a family, you know? And so there, some of these things, I think there's, I think there's justification to both sides of this is I guess what I'm getting at. Like, I honestly think so. Um, I think they could both have valid points. So speaking of the nastiness that they might be ex- experiencing, 
Um, I found an article the other day, or it, it kind of popped up in front of me. I don't know if it was my algorithm trying to tell me something, but did you know that scientists have been arguing um, for years over like the, so so whether or not humans have the actual ability to like change the way the earth looks okay this sounds it sounds weird but the you know the oceans the the things like that they're they're they mold it and mother nature molds uh, molds the earth not just people right but um now they have done based on studies that say that, Digging holes um, reduces stress. <laughs> so they're now asking people to not take their stress out too much on the earth um, after this has been released. I mean, obviously, I don't think we're going to have a hole problem. But um, let me see. Let me find where it started. It says, um, some people say that with the Argarian Revolution when forests were cleared for farmland or with the first nuclear test in the 1940s. Others say that it began with the first, uh, when we first started digging holes, sometimes are, sometimes they're deep. Sometimes they're not sometimes for no particular reason at all. It's a relaxing movement. This is what a student, um, in Scotland who was taking part in some of these studies has gone into. Um, so after he, he started digging some holes at the beach one time with some friends and decided that it was just such a really good stress relief, he took it back to his college to go and present this to a, a platform to get a study done. Um, he now goes and starts these hole digging expeditions to relieve your stress. So he's sort of like a stress archaeology shaman or something like he's, I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's now gone to like TikTok, where it's become sort of a TikTok thing where, um, people are showing off the holes that they've dug, um, and how good they feel about it. And, um, <laughs> the quote, the, the, the article here says, um, People around the world have been discovering the joy of digging holes. TikTok has been peppered with people showing the holes that they've dug, often five or more feet deep. And the video clips that often up that are uploaded often involve men, sometimes on spring break, stripping to their waist and putting their backs into one physical real-world thing for an extended period of time. Like, TikTok is not that deep. Like these people are just using hashtags and trying to get creative with it. But study shows that now digging holes is a true stress relief. Um, and, and now the national, uh, who was it? I heard the national forest, such and such, um, has requested that you do not do this at national parks or um, any uh, historical locations. So they also would like you to refill your holes at the beach because it is dangerous for people enjoying the atmosphere and don't want somebody to fall in. So stress relief, 
leads to now more stress about whether or not I'm going to have somebody fall in my hole after I've dug it, if I don't properly fill it back up. Um, so just a note to everybody out there, if you want to go out and relieve some stress, you're to dig a hole and then you are to properly refill it. If you'd like to show us on TikTok um, what you've done, then that's your prerogative. But who knew? I guess hole digging is like now a big thing. Like they were talking about how beachfront communities in North Carolina have pleaded with people to fill in their holes to prevent passersby from tripping and hurting themselves. Um, and please don't dig so deep. Um, we could risk a cave in town leaders in kill devil Hills, which is in North Carolina coast joined other communities along the outer banks and organizing big press briefing press briefings to get their points across. Um, he says, we're taking, we're talking about beachgoers keeping the beach safe and others for us as well. Um, and then it's just got people mad on here. So I, I don't know. It's the craziest thing. Like I just fell in a, a rabbit hole, literally um, searching all this online. And it was crazy. This, the kid was like, yeah, it's free. It's free fun. Um, it's gym expensive. Gym memberships are expensive. So it reminds me of that movie holes and they seem very, they seem to very stressed <laughs> to keep those I holes. Know. So I, know. I, I don't think I'll be doing this for stress relief, but I just think like you could do gardening or something, right? Like I you think could there's do... other things you could do besides getting a shovel and digging some holes. You know, well, people are going to of... start using this. <laughs> people who like are sinister and want to commit things are like, I'm just digging a hole and filling it back up. Nothing to see down here. <laughs> like... It is kind of. I don't know. It's just humorous that people are like thinking that this is the first thing that's going to like be a big stress reliever for them. Yeah. It's, right. Like digging a hole is your stress relief. I that doesn't know. seem stressful. Stress, it seems stressful to me, but teach us. Yeah. Own. Just yeah. fill your holes Understood. back in. That's <laughs> just be responsible guys. Okay, so a uh, final thing I wanted to chat about real quick is just to, in case you've been under a rock and you haven't heard, um, Chris Evans has been named People Magazine's 2022 Sexiest Man Alive. Here, Instant here. thoughts, Jeanette. Yeah, um, good choice. You, you support <laughs> I, this? I concur. I agree. <laughs> Kudos. Um, I'm... I'm okay with Captain America being yeah, the sexiest I mean, man alive. Like, I'm who, just else gonna much, who else is going to be Captain? Who else going to be sexiest man alive of, this night? And Captain America. I kind of assumed that that's what happens with Captain America. Um, it's been pretty funny because, like, he's he, you know, as they do each year, like each of them makes some sort of like, oh my gosh, it's so silly. Like, nobody's ever called me sexy. I was the biggest nerd in school. Ha ha ha. No, you right? weren't. No, you <laughs> you've weren't. always been sexy. Probably, we're homecoming king and everybody loved you and yeah. whatever. But, um, you know, Chris Evans basically says my mom's going to be so proud. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, she should. Yeah. Well done, um, Mrs. Evans. <laughs> who is your, who, yeah, exactly. Bravo <laughs> to you. Who is your favorite Chris, Jeanette? Oh, there's a lot to choose from. I'm trying to think Evans, of like all of them. Pine, Hemsworth. Oh, of those uh, there's three. There's a lot of them. Evans is your favorite of those out of three, those? Yeah, yeah, he's mine too. But not because of just his looks; it's more because of his 
his, you know, personality. Yeah, I was going to say, he seems more relatable. <laughs> like, he might be somebody I'd like to hang around. I feel like hanging around Thor would just be too, like, I don't know what I'm talking to you about. Like, I know, I know. Chris Pine uh, is just, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. He's fine. Did you see, did you see uh, the, the Chris Pine one uh, with Harry Styles? What was that movie? Don't Worry Darling. Don't worry, darling. Did you yeah. see it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I've seen clips and I'm going to watch it. Um, Me yeah. too. But I'm, I have not seen it yet. But no. I heard, I mean, I don't know. It was nice to see him back on the scene, if you yeah. will. Yeah, it was. Um, he looks older. Kind of, I don't know if that was just does. for the movie. It's the but hair. I think maybe it's, it's that the hair, hair yeah. right? It's that like longer silver fox hair. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't hate it, but I just have to get used to seeing him that way. I mean, it's quite a change from Wonder Woman, but like, right. So, which I loved. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Chris Evans I mean, would I'm, have to be from from that group. Yeah, I just feel like we could sit down, have a drink, and just laugh the whole time. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, so I I agree. I fully support this. Just a couple other names that of people that were noted. You know how they do the issue of he's you the man. You almost made right? it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were almost sexy enough. Runner up. Yes. <laughs> and then they give the like weirdo titles like sexiest man over 27 who isn't married but has been divorced or something. Right. Like they do all these right. little things on the yeah. side. But here's just some of the other notable names. Um, and just give me your gut reaction whenever I say it, okay? Kendrick Lamar. Oh, he's cute. Yeah. George Clooney. Oh, yes. I mean. I feel like he he hasn't aged past like 55. <laughs> agreed. And he's 61 now. And he looks good. Um, he looks the same. He yeah. Looks good. He's been the two-time winner before. Of course. So, yeah. Um, Aaron Judge. He's cute. No, no, he's not. No, he's, he's not. I don't. Cutish. <laughs> he's no, cute. He's, he's tall. Like he's that's very tall. He's, he's cutish. I mean, he's a nice smile. I think smile. he's like awkward looking. I think I just. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. He's cute. So maybe that's why. Yeah, he's got I a mean, nice smile. I think. Obviously, like somebody thinks, and that's great. Like I don't have. I'm just not a fan of Aaron Judge. So anyway, maybe it's the Yankees. I don't know. Um. He's 30, by the way. Didn't realize that. Robert Pattinson. He's all right. Our favorite vampire. And Batman. I think he looks better as a vampire. (laughs) Sparkly. When he sparkles like diamonds. When he sparkles like diamonds, he's quite attractive. (laughs) All right. This one is Kehu Kwan. Better known as Short Round or Data from Goonies. Oh, Data. Yeah. (laughs) I Short haven't seen him Indiana since Jones. I haven't seen him since Goonies, so I'm going to refrain from talking about it because I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, he's um, he's in this release now. I guess he's had kind of a rejuvenation or whatever of his career on this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a triumphant return to acting after 20 years away. They say, um, but he's been in something called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Never heard um, of it. So, yeah, it's a, a film that came out. Actually, I believe our sister show, Foot Candle Films, on the Mesh TV network, 
has reviewed it. So okay. go check that out. But he's back on the scene and apparently he's good looking. Okay, so. well, I haven't seen him recently. So good on you, Data. Yes. yes. Next is Jack Harlow. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I think Jack Harlow's got a nice smile. I think he's got a real nice he smile. He does have a have nice seen, smile. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that clip of him going into the, um, going into the, um, award show and he's being interviewed by that girl, something sweet, um, Sydney sweet, sailor sweet, something like that. Anyway, where he's being interviewed by her and in this like awkward moment at the end where they try not like when you're getting, when you're done and you don't really know what to say, um, as you're leaving somebody, (laughs) she was like, okay, well, have a good time. And he's like, okay, thanks. Love ya. And he like starts <laughs> to walk away and she just automatically goes, love you. And then she like turns and looks at the camera and she's like, oh my God, did I just tell Jack Harlow? I love him. Like, <laughs> Are we in a relationship now? Are we <laughs> but they both admitted that they were both like super uncomfortable. They didn't know how to finish off. So they just kind of. I'm not going to lie. Like, I thought it'd probably be the first thing. Okay. Love you too. <laughs> I know, right? No, it's funny because I can see it. myself doing says that. that. Yeah, when somebody <laughs> says it, and you just instinctively respond because you just, no need to be like, "Wait, do you?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, it was super cute. If you look at that clip, it's really funny. Um, next is Joe Coy. I don't know who that is. People, he's the comedian. He just broke up with Chelsea Handler. I don't know who that is. Never. Yeah. I mean. Meh. He's fine. I mean, he's not okay. like ugly. Okay, whatever. Dio- Diego Luna. Um, he oh. is in the new Star Wars series yeah. that's on Disney Plus called Andor. Yeah, he's, um, he's cute. Yeah, he's handsome. Good. Ah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh yes. I mean, fifty always, years old. I've always loved him. He was so, the yeah. winner in twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, so still holding strong on here. Um, and then something I found extremely important in the issue was that they devoted a whole section of the sexiest men alive to TV firefighters. So apparently there are a lot, but that just tells you have way too many shows about firemen on TV. Apparently there is a a run on, um, of firefighters good looking on you know they're not really doing a lot of service for the real firemen because i'm not i'm not saying the real firemen aren't handsome because i've seen some really good looking firemen in real life but god forbid you have to have one show up wherever you are but let's hope you're just staying at your kid's elementary school where they're just bringing out the truck let's use that scenario if you're not stepping out looking like these tv ones i'm like oh No, we'll see. I've got a soft spot. I think I've told this on the here before, but maybe it's time to tell it again because Thanksgiving tis the season for this story. Okay. When I lived in South Carolina and worked in Charleston, South Carolina, um, beautiful city, beautiful people. And the firemen were known to be good looking. Like that is just the way it was. There was older ones, younger ones, whatever it was, but they all seemed to be really good looking. Right. Um, so I worked for the city at that time. I worked through the mayor's office and it was part of city government then. Well, for Thanksgiving, the city 
offers all of its employees of the government um, a free turkey or ham as your Thanksgiving gift. Okay. So you have to sign up saying, yes, I'll take, I'll take either a turkey or ham. Like you have to tell them so that they can account for the numbers. Right. And then they have designated pickup days. And so you would go and pick up your turkey or ham on this day. And it would be delivered to the pickup spot by Charleston County firefighters. Right. Okay. And the firefighters would have a big truck and they would toss the turkey or the ham off. Like they would okay. get it out the truck to eat. Right. All right. I kid you not when the line of women that stood there for turkeys and ham, like it was the thing. Like I'm, people had their phones out taking pictures, like, Women are like swinging beads in the air and stuff like it is a show and you go and by God, that's a bonus to working for the city government is that you got a turkey handed to you by the Charleston fire department. And, um, I mean, I think they could, they could have had a calendar. They could have, oh, but it was a big been, deal. I'm sure they had a calendar. I'm it was a big deal. Order one. You know, it was definitely, it was definitely a big deal, but they, um, yeah. So that was kind of a big highlight of the year. Everybody's like, woohoo, holiday time, turkeys. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the free gift we were getting from the city and from your boss. It was for, simply for the fact that the fire department handed them out. Yeah, they hated that. They're like, here we go delivering turkeys and ham. <laughs> great, great. Literally, we're pieces of meat. This is what we are. This is why we're throwing them at you. Here, yes. <laughs> we're not going to hand it nicely to you. Catch the turkey. That's right. Well, the firefighter television shows that they have spotlighted that have some of the sexiest men alive in 2022 are 911. Love that. Do you watch show. any of I these? I like 911. Really? I watched so this Los one's Angeles got Peter, and the one in te- I think it's Austin. The, this one's got Peter Krause in it, um, yeah, who was in like Parenthood and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, they look good. All right, Station 19. Do you watch that one? I hope. I do too. That's the. Uh, Shondaland, you know, it's a pre, pre- that's, that's Bailey's pre- husband's show. It is Bailey's yeah. husband, but it's the Grey's Anatomy pre Spin-off, show. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like it. Yeah. In the picture, they've got the guy that plays, um, Sullivan and the guy that plays Travis and yeah. they're both extremely handsome. Look, I don't remember the names, but I know they're all good looking. So, yeah. so yes and yes. Um, next one is, as you were just saying, 911 Lone Star. Yeah. So that's the next one that list shows, and their title says "Suns Out, Guns Out." Okay. Hey. Um, okay. Next is Chicago Fire. Oh, and it's got this guy in it. I don't watch this show, but every time I see his picture, I'm like, "Yeah." And it's that Taylor Kinney. He's the he, one that used to be with Lady Gaga, right? He is yeah. He's he's, he's one, super he's handsome, very handsome, and he's got this yes. like shy quality about him. Okay. That makes him even more attractive. That he's kind of got this smile that's kind of like, I'm a little shy. Yeah. And he's got like a little bit of salt and pepper going yes, on. He and does. Yeah. And so I, every time I see him, I think he's handsome. I actually did not know he's on Chicago Fire. <laughs> but, you know, every yes. t- but but now I'll watch it. I Every time I talk to my mom, she's always talking about these shows that she watches. Now I know why. <laughs> um, uh, they singled out some of the people. Taylor Kinney being one of them. Um, 
he's been on he's been on NBC for eleven seasons. Who knew? Yeah, that's just um, been a while. You know, yeah, you all watched of Sex in the City, right? Yeah. Do you remember Miranda's husband, Steve? Yeah. He's on that show, on Chicago Fire. No. Yeah. As a fireman? As a fireman. As a good-looking fireman? Or is he's pretty like good-looking on the show. No, he's pretty good-looking on the show. Does he play like the awkward like no. rookie that they're always like making fun of? Oh, he okay. doesn't. Okay. No, and he's a bar owner and... No, he's okay. No, they're never making fun of him. He's one of the older ones, but he's like, he's a fireman through and through. Okay. Well, it's a thing. It's apparently a thing. It's got its whole section in People Magazine's Sex And now Alive. they've got Fire Country. So look for them next year on the list. <gasps> I have been watching Fire Country. Have you watched that? I haven't yet. I meant to Ooh, DVR, I like but it. I, have to, I have to go and. I had it on my list, yeah. but I didn't record it the way I thought I did. So I have to go. It's got um, Billy Burke in it, um, yes. who played Bella's dad in Twilight. He did. And he was on. It's interesting that he's a firefighter on this show because he was on 911 Lone Star for like a few episode arc. And he was the captain of one of the firehouses there. For well, a while. there's somebody else. My mom was telling me that because we talk about these shows a lot. She started watching it as well. And she said that the guy that stars in Fire Country, the main guy, um, was on another show oh, previously I don't know. as well. Like one of these Chicago or NYPDs or something like that. Okay. And um, anyway, but it's really good. I've really been surprised. I like it a lot. I like Fire Country. I like Alaska Daily. These are just like some <gasps> new Alaska shows that Daily, I've really. Yes. I do too. That's really good. It's cool to see Hillary Swank doing television it's, stuff. It's really it's, good. It, it is. And it's actually yeah. a good show. I'm like every week. Well, I'm, sitting, every, I'm sitting here watching like, what's going to happen. And you know, it's actually based off true stuff. Really? Well, I knew the whole, that. The, the whole show. The, I knew that whole um, indigenous women going missing. I knew there, there that was had some truth. That that was it. a real problem. Yeah. It was a an article written in a newspaper that somebody wrote years ago as like an op ed type thing, and they um they made the show off of that article. Oh, that's so. very cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I got for you today. That was fun. You know, a little bit of sexy men, a little bit of turkey talk, a little bit of SAT memories, you know, full and, and a little bit of royal news. Like, who knew? Hey, and, you know, maybe the next time we get together, we'll have watched a little bit of the, the docuseries and oh, give gosh. our thoughts on it. Yeah, it did say December, but it does not say the date. Okay. So... We'll have just to go see. into Netflix and they'll tell you. It'll be December 31st. <laughs> we'll be like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's all I got. Um, thanks for hanging out with me, Jeanette. Yeah, it's always fun. Always fun to catch up a little bit. Um, hopefully we can get, um, we'll get another, well, not hopefully we will. We'll get another one in before the end of the year. We'll do yes. our end of year, end of 22 wrap up. Um, and see if I'm done with my Christmas shopping <laughs> and see if you succeeded. Yes. So maybe we can, we can do that before people get too crazy with the Christmas time or any other holiday that you celebrate. Um, and to everybody listening, we really appreciate you. We do hope that you will check out some other stuff on the mesh. Um, you can visit the or find it on any of the podcast players, wherever you're listening to this now. 
lots of shows, something out there for everybody. If you have any questions or feedback, always shoot us an email at info at the mesh.tv or shoot us a message over on Instagram. Um, yeah, same old, same old going back to the grind. I'm going to work myself up to get to target and maybe live up to your, your expectation. You're making the hype sound good. Do it. You won't regret yeah. it. All right. All right. All right. Well, good luck to everybody else out there uh, kicking off the holiday season. We hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. And until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.